0: You are listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com.
1: Podcasting to you from the sunny forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I've recently uncovered a grand conspiracy. I am one of your hosts, and my name
2: is Tim Kilkenny. And from Cascade Locks, Oregon, at least for now, uh, where I am podcasting hurt but not injured, I'm Andrew Hoffman.
1: Okay. Holy cow. I've uncovered a conspiracy over here. I wanted to let you know right off the bat that uh, I've uncovered a, a vast criminal conspiracy. Uh, my children and the dog have conspired to make sure I never sleep at night. So
3: <laughs>
1: after getting woken up three times by the children uh, two nights ago, last night I made sure that 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 both had extra attention before bed so that there was no reason to cry for a bottle or cry for a bad dream or anything um, and, and got them into, into bed and thought to myself, I feel good about this. I'm going to be able to sleep through the night. And so... I hop into bed, and uh, my dog woke me up three times last night, just panting loudly and laying around and flopping around on the floor. I don't know what she was doing. I thought she had to go to the bathroom, but and then I you know i I kind of I figured it out you know they're they're just making sure I, I don't get a good night's rest so i'm 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 on the case I'm here, but I, i'm I'm a little bit a little bit tired so and you're a well, little bit under the weather over there. so this oh, is a, a little it, it,
2: little under the weather, yeah.
1: An injured but, podcast. Wow!
2: But Tim, you you don't need to have kids and dogs. If you have kids, you don't need a dog, and if you have a dog, you don't need kids. I, I believe
1: that might be true for some generations, <laughs> but uh, for a long time there. So, so what happens then when I get the kids? Do I just get rid of the dog? Is that what happens? Because yeah, the dog comes first. And although you're you know the, point the well dog taken.
2: was grandfathered in.
1: Okay. Yeah. Although okay. point well taken. When the dog comes first, do you really need kids?
2: Well, they we, our youngest, I don't know where she got it, but she loves dogs. It's one of their her only complete sentences is, "I like dogs." <laughs> well, dogs are awesome, man. They are, <laughs> except for when they wake you up
1: at three four in the morning and uh, yeah. pant loudly for no apparent reason. Maybe she was hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so uh, last week we had our show with Chris White. that was pretty sweet. I mean, I, I enjoyed yeah. it. It's always always awesome to talk to Chris. Um,
2: Absolutely. Yeah, great to talk to Chris. So. For
1: sure. For sure. I did put our producers of the last show in the show notes of the last show. We'll cover them again later uh, today when we go through those. Uh, but for now, let's jump right in. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start us off. Okay. I, I thought this article was really just kind of unbelievable uh as everyone kind of has picked up i'm following all the the amc stuff and uh the gm the the GameStop and just the hedge funds and citadel being kind of caught in a bad place and you know just kind of hoping to stick it to the man if i can in my own little way with my own little bit of money that i have uh but i just keep an eye on this sort of thing because i just don't i'm interested to see whether how this shakes out you know because it's just a it's a it's a never before seen kind of deal where it's, you know, the hedge funds are kind of caught red handed um, and a lot of people know about it and are trying to fight back basically just to stick it to the man. Like guys who are just ready to lose all their money that they can put into it just to make sure that they, this giant hedge fund who decides to single out corporations and take them down and. Short their their stock more than than shares exist in the world until it just completely folds in on itself and then they make money off of all of that. Um, I just want to see that stop, you know. And 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 here they're kind of caught red-handed. So I don't want to see GameStop or and some of these other ones go the way of Toys R Us, which, you know, if, I guess if you look at it, it they really weren't, in, you know, in a in a bankruptcy situation. Uh, but they paid a bunch of money out to their uh, to their CEO and some other people, and you know their retirement plans got kind of blown up, and then
2: the whole thing went out of business. So it's just more well, of that. And mm-hmm. with Toys R Us, they decided, oh, we'll just do all our online sales through Amazon. Yeah, mm. genius. Let's just oh. give Jeff Bezos your profit margin instead of well, that guy got himself. The CEO for, we should talk about
1: that sometimes, but the CEO for Toys R Us that got in there, uh, you know, his whole job from the moment he arrived was a controlled takedown of that company and to just get as much money as he could out of it. It was not for the success of the company. It was just he used it as a cash cow and then just slowly controlled and demolitioned the, uh, the thing down. So anyway. Uh, This just really got my goat and I wanted to make sure that we talked about it. This is XTD Ameritrade CEO warns meme stock traders that leverage could rip your arms off. These people are not retail investors. They're meme stock traders because that's the only people, you know, they kind of. Makes you think about, you know, these poor, helpless idiots who are uh, investing in stocks that they don't even know what they're doing. They need to be protected, you know, from themselves. Ex-TD Ameritrade CEO to AMC traders, leverage on the downside could rip your arms off. Joe Moglia, uh, which kind of a funny story, Moglia, Moglia, we'll go with Moglia, kind of a funny name, Uh, former CEO of online trading platform TD Ameritrade issued a stern warning Thursday about using leverage to try to out size returns in, in meme stocks. My biggest concern is what's going on with the individual investor using borrowed money to trade more than they have, Moglia told CNBC's Squawk Box as AMC Entertainment Shares whipsawed in early trading and dropped some 30%. The stock's year-to-date gain, despite the sharp pullback, was still about 2,000%. AMC shares doubled in the prior session. Another fa- Reddit favorite, BlackBerry, soared before cutting those gains after uh, closing up nearly 32% in the prior session. Bed, Bath & Beyond also caught up in the meme stock media, fell 25% after soaring to 62 on Wednesday. They've got to be able to understand that when they use leverage, what it really means. Leverage on the way up is a great thing. Leverage on the way down can rip your arms off, Adam Moglia. Currently Capital Wealth Advisors Chairman. The wild swings in AMC today uh, started after the movie uh, theater chain filled to, uh, filed to sell 11.55 million shares uh, from time to time. As a disclosure, AMC said, we caution you against uh, investing in our Class A common stock unless you are prepared to incur the risk. Uh, of losing all or a substantial portion of your investment, AMC revealed Tuesday in a securities filing that it raised 230.5 million in a stock sale, depressed uh, debt firm Mur- Mudrick Capital, which reportedly sold those new shares uh, immediately for profit. With meme stock prices headlines uh, in about. Excuse me. With meme stock prices and headlines about the company's business moving quickly, brokerages, particularly those kidding uh, to individual investors, need to do a better job of educating their clients about the risks of what seems like an easy way to make money, Moglia said. For example, if you bought AMC at $10 and it goes to 20 is that enough profit? Isn't that enough? if it goes to 30, 40, at what time do you start to trim that position or in effect get rid of that position altogether? We have to do a better job with uh, we have to do a better job with day traders he added. So, let's just I mean that last sentence just made me frustrated to no end. For instance, if you bought AMC at $10 and it goes to 20, is that not a, enough profit? If it goes to 30 and 40, at what time do you sell and trim your position? I don't know. Why are you lecturing us? We're just a bunch of millennial idiots who are, you know, buying stocks on Robinhood with our leftover, you know, pennies that we earn from working our butts off over here. And this is a CEO of TD Ameritrade who, you know, is part of this whole Wall Street conglomerate that just completely takes down and destroys American business. Wall Street rapes Main Street on a regular basis. And now he's going to lecture us on, "Oh, if you've doubled your profit, this should probably be enough for you. No, it's not. The goal is to bankrupt Citadel. The end. The goal is to make sure that the short sellers who are caught in a bad spot right now have to pay out because they've been bailed out. Why can't we get bailed out? Buy a hedge fund. That's the goal. And I know that, you know, we shouldn't put any hope in the stock market. We shouldn't hope that it's going to be played. Fairly, I think James did a great art uh, James Corbett did a great uh, podcast. the uh, the markets are rigged where he talked about how m- manipulated the, you know the stock market is. I don't think anybody should put any money in it at this time that they can't afford to lose, especially in these stocks. But the people who are putting the money into this, these stocks in particular, aren't doing it because they think AMC is the greatest company in the world. They're not doing it because they think GameStop is the greatest company. They're doing it because Citadel is caught shorting more shares than actually exists, which is supposed to be illegal by the SEC, and the SEC continues to do nothing. So we are going to try to get our pound of flesh this time. That's it. That's all it is. And it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the least because – maybe citadel goes out of business and it causes a stock market collapse and every it's like a chain reaction maybe nothing happens maybe citadel gets bailed out maybe they figure out some way to cover the shorts without having to pay or you know borrow the money straight from the federal reserve i have no idea i just want to watch and see because we've you know there's a few things that they didn't plan for with this whole uh, you know pandemic you know stock market crash last year and one of them was that there would be so many people at home who had the time on their hands, who were getting stimulus money, and who were pumping it into the market. And I think that's part of the reason the market has gone up so high. But what they didn't did, didn't count on is that there's actually people, get this, Andrew, so I know this is going to come as a shock to you, but think about this. There are people out there who look at stock market uh, in analysis and look at company analysis and look at different numbers moving around on this on the stock exchange and they don't work for hedge funds they don't have a degree at some la da university and have been you know silver spooned all the way into wall street they're just regular dudes for instance our friend deep value in boston who is just a guy who is not a cat who likes to take risky investments and has made himself 20 to 30 million minimum and depends on when he decides to sell by finding that, hey, GameStop has been shorted more than actually exists, and eventually they're going to have to cover this, and I'm going to make them pay. So, anyway, I just that, that just it just bothered me that I'm being lectured by the ex CEO of TD Ameritrade
2: um, Who, for, who's for just how much profit I can take. Tim, he's only concerned about you. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's this concerned. Is, we have to do a better I job mean, with those day traders. The well earned reputation of. These type of people is that they're only concerned about the common man. Well, if, I don't. I don't know why you would take his me, kind advice the wrong way. <laughs> let me hit you with another one. This is
1: another layer to this onion. Is that okay? I'll, I'll. full disclosure. Tim, me, I own or I don't own, but I use TD Ameritrade as my broker. Thinkorswim Swim to be to be uh, to be exact. But Thinkorswim Swim is now owned by TD Ameritrade, which I think is owned by charles schwab so anyway i use td ameritrade i use that that broker um mine it's not free i pay like 60 cents for every trade but it gets filled immediately there's no funny business which by the way guess what happened last week <gasps> Robinhood stopped allowing p- people to buy amc as it shot up into the 50 50 range i i'm shocked how about you andrew
2: uh, totally shocked yeah.
1: <laughs> and then and then uh, so anyway i do have td ameritrade and i accidentally did buy some shares on margin so it shows a column that says this is your available money it does not list it as margin it's available money to buy stock i didn't realize that the margin listing is in a different spot and i had made a deposit of you know a little bit of money and i ended up purchasing some stock with that money But I kind of forgot that I did it. Shocking. I know that everybody's shocked to learn that I kind of forget stuff on occasion. So the next day I log into it, I'm like, oh, look, that money's still there. I guess I didn't buy the stock I was going to and purchased it because it said, hey, money available to buy stock. So as AMC shot through the roof, I think I texted you, I got basically margin called. They were like, hey, we want our margin back or threat of liquidating my entire account. So I had to sell off some of my stock in order to cover that margin because margin is basically just borrowed money that you pay interest on to, uh, to buy stock. So uh, I didn't even mean to do that. I had to sell some shares to, uh, to get back to uh, a, a level that you know, wasn't on margin. My own fault. I should pay better attention. Um, but you know, it's not like this guy who's lecturing everybody like TD Ameritrade does a great job making sure nobody's borrowing on margin. I bet you one thing I wasn't the only one who was margin called or maintenance called that day. I bet you. And, and, and then if you read the fine print at the bottom of that, we can liquidate your account for any reason. So, you know, I don't think they're necessarily out for the investor. Oh, let's make sure they don't know they're borrowing on, on margin because I absolutely did totally on accident. So it's a. Uh, it's it's there there's another layer to that onion with the uh, the ceo of uh, td ameritrade so yeah. anyway we can we can move on i will keep track of this uh, as i have promised i know that there are some out there who thinks this is a, a waste of time or that these uh meme stocks are just uh you know we're all gonna get our head our arms ripped off or whatever but uh, i didn't put any money in there that i couldn't afford to lose i would just like to see the little guy win for once
2: It would be, you know, it probably the day after Fauci goes to prison, the little guy's <laughs> going to take down the hedge fund. So,
1: the day after Fauci goes to prison, the greatest yeah. mass killer of the 21st century, data shows Fauci conspired and lied. New study shows hydroxychloroquine plus AZT improves survival of COVID it's, patients. It says AZT, it's not AZT though. Ah, that's a typo. It. Yeah, it is a typo for sure.
2: <laughs> AZ, AZT it's a, it's a Freudian slip with Fauci and AZT, but yeah. yeah don't take AZT for COVID. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Or anything. But. Right. So, but this is, you know, Gateway Pundit. This is, uh, you know, it's on, it's certainly not mainstream news, but it's a big site saying, yep. um, well, AZM. So, is this is this I think is
1: ah uh, is it throw The Z pack.
2: Yeah. All right. So, I'll read read a little. Well. Uh, okay. So, let let's talk broad terms. Uh, big news, big stories over the last week or two, because we we didn't totally do a normal show last week. So.
1: Sure. 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 Let's do it.
2: So there, we've we talked a couple weeks ago about what's the deal with the Bill Gates stuff coming out, right? What's the deal with the Fauci stuff coming out, the Fauci emails? Because it's it's not like people don't put Freedom of Information Act requests in, you know, for stuff that would be useful to know, and and they don't have ways of like delaying it for years upon years upon years, right? I mean, that's what usually happens. You either get it like 10 years down the road or not at all. And this has come out relatively quickly and it's a big deal. And it it doesn't seem to me to be a, kind of a scripted thing in that the New York Times is not covering it at all. Um, one of their former writers Alex Berenson is making a point of point of that you know here's day whatever that the New York Times is not covering Fauci emails
1: oh, so, so so New York Times is not covering it at all
2: not covering it at all okay
1: so that's one of the things I was thinking about is, as as uh, recently I was just thinking I know all this stuff but I'm not necessarily a normal person in more ways than one but right. <laughs> you know what it, it does everybody else know is is it reaching your everyday American citizen and from what I've heard through various media sources I it, it's look at, it is it is coming out to the Fox News crowd, and that's it? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Fox News crowd, social media, I mean, it's out there. It's not the New York Times, but uh, it's even on the other, you know, it's been covered on CNN and MSNBC. They cover it very differently, but they mm-hmm. they have covered it
1: okay they have okay well yeah. that's good good to know that they've at least covered it
2: but Let me check you know it, check it, it, it just hasn't it hasn't felt it, some of it felt too easy some of it felt uh you know kind of scamish. i saw some, some people are saying well the reason that they started saying that the lab leak theory could be true after all after you know, debunking it as an outrageous conspiracy theory for over a year was that they knew the Fauci emails were coming out, which I think is, you know, that makes some sense because you can't read those emails and then (laughs) not think that the lab hypothesis is plausible. Now, if you look at the actual evidence, as we've talked about before, this is 100 percent. This is a lab created virus it's obvious to anyone who looked at it that it's a lab-created virus. Uh, Back to the Fauci emails thing, though. So the conclusion that I'm... Or the, you know, the working hypothesis I've come to is that it is anything except vaccine side effects. So... Hmm. They, they are willing to give you... You want wow. Fauci? Here's Fauci. You want Gates? Here's Gates. Look at all this stuff coming at You want Biden gaffes? You want Hunter Biden stories? We've got Hunter Biden stories for you. But don't just, just keep quiet on the vaccine side effects for a few more weeks while we make one final push. You know, 70%, some magical number, 70%, and then... You know, so I think it's full court press, fight the scandal with the scandal, all in to try and keep people away from vaccine, quote, side effect stories.
1: I I heard, and I'll add to that, I heard one recently that I thought uh, held some weight, and that was um, the push to get everyone vaccinated is because. If people start dying, who have the vaccine, and those who don't, don't, then the story mm-hmm. falls apart. But if everybody has it, then it's it's it's, it's just a new deadly virus.
2: Yes, and it uh, was that on um, propaganda report or
1: no, no, I, I don't remember where I heard that, but it was just, it was
2: uh, they they t- Monica, Monica Perez that? talked about. Yeah, talked about that, and that's another thing that seems too easy. It's like, really, that's all we had to do is not take the vaccine, and now we don't die. And all the, you know, the poor people who believe mass media—they take it and die, and that's the end of it. You know, it that doesn't seem right. So, it's either a spreadable vaccine, and, and at some level, it doesn't matter whether you took it or not. It's gonna have the same impact on everyone, uh, which is unfortunately possible, or they've got something else in the pipeline. Oh, and, something else is
1: in the pipeline for sure. And,
2: shorter
1: term, shorter term though. What are we looking at? I mean, June thirtieth, AstraZeneca can end, call an end to the pandemic legally. Some weird loophole where they can actually call it. No, uh, and then no,
2: June- they have called it. They already called it. They called it, as of the the default is that it's over on June 30th. Ah. The, so they
1: called it June 30th. They would
2: have to be, they would have to agree to extend it to then be uh, held by their supposed, you know, non-profit for, during the pandemic thing, which is all bogus anyway. I mean, it's just a matter of moving money around. It's like saying the, the Gates Foundation's non-profit, but... Um, you know, it's just okay, we're nonprofit we're not making a profit. It's just going to this charitable foundation which is investing in this for-profit company sure sure and yeah
1: paying but, it's paying dividends back yeah.
2: um so June 30th,
1: pandemic over and then does the Fda approve this thing? Yeah, of
2: course yeah
1: I, I really don't want them to. Can I do? I I get a vote, or? Well, so
2: they. Is there a way I I can stop this? Because I don't
1: want them to approve it. I think it's baloney. I think it's. Well, I guess, but I guess the old. uh,
2: They should not be able to approve it before 2023 if they follow the normal protocol. So it's going to have to be some, you know, special early full approval, and they'll probably blame it on. The anti-vaxxers misinformation and, you know, we've got the safe, wonderful vaccine and no person's been hurt by it ever. Uh, But just, you know, for that talking point about it being experimental, which is totally nonsense, even though it's in our own uh, disclaimers, we will just get it fully approved by the FDA. And I, I make no mistake, the FDA will do whatever Pfizer wants it to do. If they want full approval, full approval. There's, please show me evidence that the FDA will stand up to big pharma ever. Does not happen. Yeah. So, I mean, we might as well just say like Pfizer. Is is Pfizer going to give itself full approval for its vaccine? Mm, yeah. Yeah, they will. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. But if, but I do think, you know, then why haven't they done it yet? I think it could be they kind of want that out of being like, well, you know, you know, if if too much of the of what this vaccine is doing gets out, if it happens too quickly, if too many people become magnetic, et cetera, et cetera, they could say, oh, you know, we're really sorry, we didn't see that coming. Uh, but Donald Trump really rushed us. It's it's really it's really Trump's fault for rushing the vaccine out, and we're sorry. But you know we did uh, we did want to do more testing. We just didn't have enough time, and you know it was so important because COVID was so deadly, and it was still worth the risk. And you should still take this uh, new and improved version of our vaccine. I could see mm. it. I could see it going that route. Sure. Sure yeah but let's i mean let's talk about some of those vaccination effects uh we don't i don't know you um the last video i put in there from our our friend the truth is stranger than fiction who's in the process of getting kicked off of youtube um so it was gone's face like the sun and canary cry by the way but um yeah, YouTube is just not where it's at. So he, he's on Odyssey. I don't know if you have any take on Odyssey. I will say that when I click on links to Odyssey videos, they play. Unlike BitChute. So for me, I would rather see Odyssey than, than BitChute links, but uh, so magnetics, genetics, and those crazy zetetics, and it's the magnet it's the magnet challenge examined. So we've heard this reference a few times. I don't know that we've really talked about it on our show. People sticking magnets to their injection site and them sticking. They are apparently magnetized. and we've we've seen, uh, you know, debunkings like, hey, there's no magnetic material in the vaccines. Therefore, these people are all making it up. Well, this uh, this video delves into that a little further, and he also points to, Uh, The Tin Truth channel on Odyssey, which has hours and hours and hours of put together clips from different people, you know, different parts of the world, all doing this. And this is either uh, the greatest mass hoax ever, ever pulled off, or this is real. Those are the two possibilities. So there's, there's just too many separate videos of this for it to be <laughs> either, un, you know, like just a couple people doing a hoax. Um, but maybe play the intro part of it, and then uh, people should go check, check that out from the show notes. A new line of lunacy
1: from anti-vaccination is called the Magnet Challenge. Have you heard of this? This is a number of thick-armed conspiracy theorists
0: have taken to social media to claim that since they got vaccinated, their arm now has magnetic properties at the, where they were, presumably because of the
1: microchip that was implanted when they got the shot.
3: ...journal club, then it's a talk, so, um, since I, know, since my biology work is all in neuroscience, I didn't think you want to hear about this, but I picked up this topic because Frankly, I was asked to review a paper, and I now seem to be sort of the go-to reviewer on this for several several journals. So um, so what is magnetogenetics? And the story um, begins uh, with a couple of papers in about 2015. Um, But the basic idea is that what if you could tag a magnetic particle uh, and get it to bind to uh, to an interesting protein, in this case a membrane protein, which is a thermally sensitive one, um, and use it to uh, uh, switch that channel open or closed. Right. Okay, so the reason that this is genetic is right back here, um, is that these things are tagged. Right. So 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 you can choose. So you so you have a so you, so you have a protein with a tag, and you can make that. Uh, genetically specific to bind to uh, to to different places in the same way that you do with the optogenetic molecule. That's right. So you say, so take your optogenetic protocol, replace GFP by ferritin. That's the that's the that's the sales pitch. Right. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Well, I I didn't say it very clearly, but that's where it gets people's attention. Right. So there's...
0: destruction biologique. Il n'y a plus que les tempêtes organisées par les champs électromagnétiques.
1: It's not going to work really well in French.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. The, but the Klaus, there's a Klaus Schwab clip, but it's also in French. So it's it's Klaus Schwab talking about this, you know, these wonderful uh, magnetic things that could possibly be in, uh, injected into the body. I, I didn't even know Klaus Schwab spoke French, but he does. So there's kind of this question of why would the COVID-19 injection cause people's arms to be magnetic? It seems crazy, you know, what what's going on? So the best hypothesis that I've heard uh, is from that other video we talked about um, magnetism intentionally added to vaccine. That's from the Red Voice Media, Stu Peters, and it's Dr. Jane Ruby. And Tim, if you want to play some of that video, but skip like the first couple minutes until it's her talking.
1: Jane Ruby is an international health economist with over 20 years in pharmaceutical research experience. She's a medical expert, a Stu Peters show contributor, and she joins us now. Dr. Ruby, this is horrific.
0: Stuart, you hit the nail on the head. It's real. We know it's real. There's an entire science uh, in the literature about it. And we also know something else that's really tragic and horrific. It was intentionally added to these injections. Why, you're asking me? Because it is a more aggressive delivery mechanism to get it into every cell in your body. It's a process called magnetofection, and it's this, all this information is readily available. You can do the research yourself. You can look at the government's website, PubMed, to look at the peer-reviewed journal studies that have been published on this particular science, and what it is, Stu, is they are using magnetic fields through different chemicals to actually concentrate the RNA, the mRNA, into people's cells. This is in alignment with everything we've been reporting for weeks now. We just know what and how is behind these magnetic phenomenon where people are having these uh, these items are sticking to them. So what it is is it's part of the lipid nanoparticle, and it's just it's a super delivery system. And there are there are places in your body that you know other synthetic DNA or RNA should not be going. Uh, and yet these this approach forces the material, the mRNA encoding to force your cells again to make over and over again these dangerous spike proteins all over your body. It's actually a forced gene delivery system. And I wanted to share with the audience, uh, you're going to be hearing something more and more about something called SPIONS. It's an acronym, S-P-I-O-N-S, and it stands for Supra Magnetic Iron Oxide Nanoparticles. Where they're putting this magnetic field technology is in and around the lipid nanoparticle envelope that we've also talked about to get this mRNA into your cells. Why do they need to do that? Because the mRNA is so delicate, uh, so easily degraded. It's another reason why it has to be stored. If you know the Pfizer shot material it has to be stored at at least 70 degrees Fahrenheit below zero. Uh, so let me share something else with your audience. There's a company on the internet, and, and one of many, by the way, I've been doing all my digging, it's called Chemicell. It's in Berlin, Germany. They advertise, Stu, uh, all kinds of products. There are hundreds of components that you can use to create these magnetic fields around your molecule, right? You can buy it in 200 microgram vials, They're called it's called PolyMag, and I wanna share with your audience The disclaimer on Chemicell's website in case you want to buy a little bit of these magnetic fields and attach them to mRNA before you stick them into the human race. And I quote the company, the Magnofection reagents and all of its components are developed, designed, intended and sold for research use only. And here's the frightening part, Stu. They are not to be used for human diagnostic or any drug intended for humans.
1: And this is in these so-called vaccines?
0: This is These components are what they use, Pfizer and Moderna at least, used in their injections, in these vials. This is why people, you have to get an informed consent. You must be given the ingredients of anything going into your body. And last but not least, just wait. We're learning more every day, Stu. All right, and it's- so-
2: I don't know about you, Tim, but I'm beginning to think I might not get the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So you're not going to get the vaccine. Holy
2: smokes. This, uh, I wasn't you prepared know, for this. I was, it was looking so good. And then, you know, seeing people with spoons st- sticking to their forehead kind of grossed me out a little bit.
1: You're all the way off, huh? Well, yeah. uh, did you see any of the videos early on, or of uh, nurses or you know uh, physicians looking at the insert first the, these vaccines?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or What's lack thereof. <laughs> Just the blank, the blank ones.
1: Yeah, the blank, super folded up insert. Yeah.
2: There's
1: nothing on it. That is yeah, bizarre.
2: On, on some of them. Yeah.
1: That is bizarre. Not, also bizarre that this whole magnetism thing seems to actually maybe be real. Um,
2: oh, it's hundred. I, I think it's hundred percent real. I don't. If if you, I mean, I don't know if you have the time to sit through three and a half hours of thirty-second clips of people doing it to themselves, but trying to figure out how that many different people would coordinate to hoax something like this, uh, pretty difficult.
1: Sure, sure. You know what one of the, the main uh, places for this is? I know because I have a, a co-worker who, who is on it is uh, TikTok because TikTok per- is like the perfect mm-hmm. length of video. Right. And apparently there's a lot of videos on TikTok. Uh, this person that I, I work with leaning away from getting it and uh, has, has talked about some weird stuff happening on TikTok with just people reporting it. So, uh, yeah, it's like you said, it's either the greatest hoax of all time or it's real.
2: So, yeah. Now, the disturbing part, uh, (laughs) as if that wasn't disturbing, right?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're 30 minutes in. Uh, Andrew thinks that we're being given a bioweapon, which has magno (laughs) proteins, which will spread to the entire body in all of the cells within it. And then you'll be able to stick metal to your arms. But now, Andrew's going to get to the disturbing part. I can't wait.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's not just vaccinated people who are turning magnetic.
1: Oh I don't want this. this is the this is what I don't want. <laughs> so
2: somehow this is being transmitted from person to person even in uh, even in the unvaccinated. so and that's there's definitely less of that and clearly you're better off not getting. This injected into you, uh, but there are examples of of people who are becoming magnetic uh, and have not had the vaccine. So this is, you know, it, <laughs> I I'm examining which states have the lowest vaccination rates and looking for rural property at this point, but.
1: So you you're you're fully on board you think this thing's spreading whether you have I, it or not.
2: I think that's that's it certainly looks that way. So and that would that would explain the the confidence, right? You know, like they would yes, they would like people to get vaccinated, but they I mean, it's all been all the mandate part for the most part is has been fake mandates. And it's not like the government won't point a gun at you to get you to do something they want you to do. Uh, So, uh, you know, that's my concern is that they already got you to do what they needed you to do.
1: And that is let the the percentage of the population get the vaccine that has got it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Wow.
2: You know, as as persuasive as Joe Biden's by July fourth, if we can get seventy percent, whatever, I'll give you a cookie. I don't know what he's, what he actually is is promising. Uh, Kate Brown I saying, you, I
1: got an unstoppable urge to like try to see if I'm magnetized right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try it? Have you tried it? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't. I don't. I mean, you could, you could feel. Like, if you hold a magnet there, people can feel stuff happening inside their their body. So, no, I, did, I don't feel magnetic.
1: Right. but where? Okay, so you, you you claim to have examples of people who have done this who have not been vaccinated. Where do they stick the magnet? Same place? The arm?
2: Uh, it can be, um, like, the place I heard about, the specific example I heard about was, like, Kind of collarbone chest connection area, but, mm. yeah. interesting. So and uh, Naomi Wolf, who got uh, <laughs> I, I, kick, <laughs> kicked off of her. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I love it. She's like full on. She's like, wait a second, we have a constitution and a second. Where amendment. have you been for the last? They're 15? trying to kill us. They're for trying 15 to kill years
1: us. where have you been like obama got in office you're like i quit i'm so, not gonna look at anything
2: there's no fascism now the <laughs> democrats and but but you know i mean give she has definitely yep. come around she's doing yeah, like her, yep. firearms yep. training and yep. she's yep. you know yep. so she's saying there seems to be something with the the waste of vaccinated people Okay. And she said, you know, we should not even be allowing waste from the vaccinated to be in the same systems and water treatment and as everything else because there seems to be some mechanism where it's getting through and, and hurting people, you know, whether it's through the water supply or um, anyway. And there, there have been anecdotal reports from people who, you know clean out septic tanks for a living they could tell who's vaccinated and who's not the smell is different it's much much worse for if someone's been vaccinated i mean it's it's gross but you know we always talk about the eugenics they they go after reproduction right yeah but they also they also screw up your guts one way yep. or the other i mean yep. you got all these the autistic kid usually has some gut issue too from, yep. you know, from the vaccines. And yeah, I think it's all, this is on a scale that um, it's, it's only going to get worse at this point. Cause at this point it's still the accidental side effects, right? Like if you're going to make a bioweapon to kill millions of people you want it to wait about a year at least to take effect. Yeah. And, that, and I'm just pulling the year number out because that's they got the, um, the exemption to specifically state that if there are side effects, uh, there's a one-year statute of limitations. So one year after you take the shot, it doesn't matter what happens to you, you can't even get... Money from that government fund—that's really tough to get money out of for the COVID vaccine side effects. So,
3: I'm
1: reeling, my friend. I don't know. I, I do hate when you go into this direction. I, I am not a not a fan of this direction in any way. I can't, I can't uh, refute you or do. Deb- Maybe I should make a, a like a podcast or like a documentary.
2: De- debunk debunking my co-host Andrew Hoffman <laughs> debunked yeah. the and incredible spreadable I vaccine lo- I would certainly love to be wrong and you know <laughs> talking about football And did
1: you know that Andrew Hoffman was was paid by the Mossad most people <laughs> don't know this
2: <laughs> I didn't even know it that's how, that's how sneaky the Mossad is <laughs> I didn't even know my wife was Jewish
1: Oh man! All right. Well, you know what? We're gonna change it up a bit. We're gonna go over here to emails. We're gonna look at emails. We're gonna do donations. Or we're gonna move on with our life. I hope you're wrong, man. Good Lord Jesus in heaven, please, please make Andrew be wrong. I mean, I'll definitely look into it. I'll check out uh, the video. I really am on. Bo- I was, you know, on board at least with the uh, the magna- magnetism thing because it, it, like you said, it just seems so. R-
2: everywhere just it's it's too widespread to be I I don't know anyone that was in advance predicting that as a side effect right so if you're going to do a hoax you would hoax something that people you know it would be some like computer chip deal or something I don't know you would hoax something different not something that doesn't seem like it could happen I don't know
1: Yeah, no, I agree. So I just, I just hope it's not spreading to others. That's the part that scares me the most. That's, that's, that's that's what scares me the most is the idea that it's spreading to others. So anyway, uh, I wanted to read this. This came actually almost several weeks ago, but, uh, this came into our, uh, into our show. Um, and this is from Glenn in Florida. And he said, ask and ye shall receive. I listened to the latest podcast and I'm responding to your request for an update on how things are here and sunny. Did we read this before? I feel like we read this. Housing is out of control. Golfing well, has reached new heights and the popularity of uh, golf is now a bit disturbing. Restaurants are filled <laughs> with outsiders.
2: So. No, I, I don't think we read that on the show.
1: Okay. Outside the, uh, let's see, when I listen to the latest podcast and you ask for requests on how things are in Florida, outside the influx of too many people who have uh, suddenly discovered that it's pretty wonderful to live down here. It's just great. Now, I did move here two and a half years ago from New York City, so I have an experience that might be pretty easy to please. <laughs> things have been quite open here for many months, though we did go through a lockdown plus curfew until around September last year. At the height of this exercise event, pandemic economic destruction transfer of plan, uh, and depopulation thingy. <laughs> <laughs> Housing is very, very out of control. I golf quite a bit and it has reached heights of popularity that is a bit disturbing. Restaurants, beaches filled with way too many outsiders, although we are starting to see hot and humid violent rainstorms at 3 p.m. every day uh, season. So maybe that w- will calm things down a bit, although I doubt it. If you have any specific questions, please let me know. New to your podcast and grateful to have found you through the Truth is Stranger Than Fiction YouTube channel, FYI. So uh, that was a good one. Um, let's see.
2: So, t- Tim, keep reading. I'm going to reload my my tea that's getting me through the podcast here. So,
1: Fair enough. I'll keep I'll, it going. All right. Let's see here. Our next one. Oh, our friend Simon, he finally got a, a card to us, the one who did the intro music for us. Uh, He sent a card. It takes four weeks to get a card from uh, Switzerland to Linwood, Washington. So that was uh, we're extremely grateful for that and for a donation to come from him. That was awesome. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate you. And uh, I think you were a producer of the last podcast, Mr. Simon, with uh, with um, Mr. Chris White on it. So thank you so much for that. Um, I didn't want to read your note because it seemed a little bit private but I appreciate you writing to us. Um, I'll keep going. Oh uh, this is an interesting note. This is from a listener who lives down in uh, Texas and she uh, made a, a linked us to a website freespeech.reviews free reviews, and discovering free speech in America the newest face friendly places so anyway this is just a, uh, a kind of a place where some people have gotten kind of uh, put all the put, all, put everything together where face friendly uh, interactions are welcome which is kind of nice so there's a list of churches I guess there's three churches here Uh, Tennessee, Florida, and Arizona. There's 10 grocery stores here, which is kind of nice. All of them apparently in Arizona. Uh, Oh, looks like actually one up here in Seattle, Washington, of all places. So, Andrew, are you back? I'm back, yeah. Free Speech Reviews, freespeech.reviews was uh, sent to us by a listener. It is a website that allows you to see... What places allow free speech and allow face-friendly uh, uh, businesses? Crowdsource directory of face-friendly businesses. I encourage everyone to Very cool. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, oh, I did want to read this story. Um... T- 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 Uh, it's good situation to be in though. I realize depending on how things play out, this could change. Not sure which bar, but, but, uh, this is from our listener in, uh, Australia. I don't think we read this. Maybe we referenced this
0: Mm -hmm.
1: a few days ago. There was another outbreak of, and so this is a couple weeks ago now, two weeks ago. There's another outbreak of COVID-19 in Melbourne, Victoria, South of Sydney, but rather unusual for the premiere. Western Australia, the border of this state wasn't closed to that one. Previously, the state of Western Australia was closed for many months since March of 2020 up until December 2020. Fortunately, it's a large state equivalent to a quarter the size of the U.S. depending during the first uh, period last year. The state was subdivided into regions of travel that were restricted after restrictions were lifted in May or June last year. Life within the state pretty much returned to normal. It was, however, a more difficult time for anyone in my family interest in other states. Even more disturbing has been restricting of Australian citizens stuck overseas, wanting to return. Most Australians seem to have swallowed this whole COVID narrative and fully support lockdowns, elections uh, for the Western Australian government a couple months ago. And the incumbent party was re-elected with a landslide victory just because of the way that the premier locked down the state and there was no community transmission. Last year in another state, Victoria, which is run by the same party, Labor, equivalent to the Democrats in the U.S. as this one, the quarantine system implemented by the premier, there was a faulty, uh, there was faulty because it was corruptly put together. However, he was praised for his efforts. Recent news uh, suggests they are trialing the idea of having a vaccine passport for interstate travel. But while... Uh, But it will be a while yet as the vaccine rollout has been slow, mainly due to supply issues. Needless to say, I won't be getting any shots, even though I've been I am presently eligible. Best regards from our friend down there in Western Australia. That I thought was an interesting note. I you know, uh, it seems that the uh, the surrogate states of the UK continue to uh, continue (laughs) to to kind of be, you know, to kind of buy into this whole thing.
2: Oh yeah, uh, is, I, I mean, they will they will push it as long and as hard as they can get away with. I I fully believe that. You know, okay. we as skeptical as I am about Ron DeSantis, uh, we do owe him some some gratitude. So yeah, I would agree with that. This is a very interesting
1: email. I wanted to read this. I know that I don't. Did I forward this to you or send it to you? I must have. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and read this one. Uh, he asked me to keep him anonymous. So thank you for following up to my email. Life in Sweden during the pandemic has been weird. We had a baby in August and have and having to have you had you read this one, Andrew? I don't believe so. No, And having to separate the mother from a child only a couple hours of after birth was quite traumatic. Mm. When my wife had a kidney infection after the delivery, I was not allowed in the hospital, which was even worse. But apart from those episodes, life has been pretty normal for us. We're not like most people. We're deeply religious. We don't notice the restrictions in concerts, bars, sports, events, etc. Since our beliefs are very rare in Sweden. We don't partake in organized religion. Instead, we meet regularly at home with another family in the area that we know of uh, with the same set of beliefs. Had we been part of any organized religion, I think our views of the last year and a half would have been quite different, since I don't think any so-called church in Sweden that has disobeyed restrictions on public gathering, which for the most part have allowed a maximum capacity of eight people per per public gathering. The level of compliance that I've seen among Christians in this country sickens me. It's true that Sweden never really locked down, but there have been restrictions on public gatherings for the most most of the pandemic and a long list of recommendations about social distancing, working from home, etc. I have been affected in that way and I've been working exclusively from home since March of last year, which suits me just fine. I'm saving a ton of money on my commute and I spend more time with my family. I work in IT, so location doesn't matter. Our company has decided to continue with a hybrid remote post-pandemic model. So if anything has good has come of it, that's it. When the pandemic hit, we were living in a small apartment just outside Gothenburg, or Gothenburg, on the southwest coast of Sweden. We quickly started uh, looking for something more rural with the possibility of gardening, mostly to get ready for the next step after the pandemic. Smart people. (laughs) We found a house to rent in the countryside and moved here in December last year. We're doing our best to get our gardening skills up to speed before the food shortages hit, but I think we're going to be too late for that. We will have to trust in God for our provision. I think the most interesting aspect of Sweden would be the general mindset that the government is good and wants what's best for everyone. This is a great deal of trust in the officials and a high acceptance of restrictions. To give you an example, consider the following scenario, which played out the other day. My mother has COVID-19 and two doses of the Pfizer uh, vaccine. My uncle has had COVID-19, but no vaccine so far. When they met, instead of hugging each other, as they've always done pre-pandemic, they stayed two meters apart and waved to each other just to be cautious. And they openly stated this. This has been extremely frustrating for freedom lovers such as myself. The past year and a half have made it so much more clear to us that we simply don't belong here. We're trying to migrate to the USA, but it's not easy to get a green card. At least there is resistance in your country. But for some groups, things are moving. A network of believers that we met on a semi-regular basis are at least uh, waking up to the fact that the vaccine is not good for us, and that they are not going to comply moving forward. Perhaps there is a, sil- a sliver of hope. Sorry for the long-winded response. Feel free to reach out if you have specific questions regarding Sweden. Thanks for your great podcast. I highly appreciate all your efforts that you put into it. It's kind of like no agenda, but without the frequent drug and lewd drug talk and lewd jokes. I find it refreshing. I also discovered James Corbett through you, by the way, fantastic episode. So thanks for that. Please keep me anonymous. So I love boots on the ground reports. I solicited them from people that I spoke to over the last several days uh, that actually um, emailed in and uh, I continue to kind of
2: to do that um, because I think that's super important, right? Yeah. And it, you know, it was eye-opening for me, the listeners of our podcast much more international than I expected and much more focused in the Western United States as far as yeah. the U.S. listeners than I expected. Yeah. Well, at least the ones – that's interesting to think about, too – but at least the ones that uh, – <laughs>
1: That, uh, that donate and email us are not in the south or the eastern United States, mostly, although we had a couple donors from Massachusetts and some in the Midwest. Nothing in the south, it seems. Oh, we got Florida, Florida. But, yeah, well, a lot I, of international listeners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one, uh, all good. Love It's because
2: the, the people in the it's actually open down south, so people are out doing stuff instead of listening <laughs> to podcasts. But,
1: <laughs> like, these guys are still locked down. Oh, come really do
2: on, I don't want to listen to that.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess in New Zealand, we've been fortunate enough. So, this listener is from uh, New Zealand uh, to a certain extent. This time last year, we were coming out of one of the harshest lockdowns in the world. Since then, we've had relative freedom with differing levels of restrictions coming into play from time to time. The impacts of the lockdown measures in New Zealand were never talked about. From broken family, spiking, drug and alcohol abuse, the increase in selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, job loss, industry, which which has all disappeared just overnight. Myself and my partner separated during our lockdown for four months. I was unable to see my daughter and she lives in another city. I was unable to spend time with my church family. I could not see my family. I had my pay reduced by 20% when my workload ramped up twofold. I ended up getting stuck in the house with a, a drug abuser, and it was an in intense few months. Since then, I got my relationship back, my life back, and left the toxic company I worked for and was blessed to get a new job. I'm concerned with the messages and propaganda that we have been force-fed around vaccines. I literally had to talk my partner's family as to what experimental mRNA vaccines were to get them on side so I could have a conversation with her that didn't include her saying, I'm not an expert. <laughs> So that you're not an expert, I guess, is a worldwide phenomenon. Yes. There is no mandate to get those, and there are no restrictions for those who don't yet, exclamation point. I guess the last six months have been pretty normal here in New Zealand. We are stuck in our own little bubble watching the chaos unfold around the world. Feel free to ask any questions, and I will let you know what's happening down here in the South Pacific. So... I think that's enough uh, emails for now. We'll move on to the donations real quick. Uh, but I just wanted to thank everybody who did email in. If I didn't return your email, it's not because uh, <clears throat> it wasn't interesting. I, I fully intend to return emails, but I just got kind of caught up in uh, in other things. So let me
2: see here. Do you want me to read the?
1: That would name? be terrific.
2: Yeah. So first name and general location. Uh first name
1: and general location starting with uh Anna from Spain was this is a producer of oh actually yeah we gotta start for 230, yep. don't we? That's right. 30, 30. Yep. So uh these were all these these producers were all listed. Uh no, we read these.
2: Yes, we did. We did. Yeah. So for 231. Yeah, it's weird though, because we didn't read No, that makes sense. 231 was the last show. Okay. And so... uh, Yeah. Go for it. So, uh, Anna from Spain. $35. Thank you, Anna. And she told us that the the book got there, so that better post office work than much of the world. Uh, Jason from Stone Pine... Or I'm sorry for Jason, Jason from Corona, California, uh, Corona, thirty dollars. Thank you, Jason. Amber from Kansas City, Missouri, thirty dollars. Thank you, Amber. Simon from Switzerland. Thank you, Simon. Danny, uh, I don't have his location here, but Danny is he is our most regular. C- most regular contributor. Thank you, Danny. Uh, Sydney from Graysaca, Georgia. Thank you, Sydney. Um, Bye, and I apologize if I pronounced your name wrong, from North Glen, Colorado. Thank you, bye. And Nancy, I don't have a location for Nancy, but uh, thank you, Nancy, for your $40 donation. appreciate it. And this month, uh, Kyle and Danny, thank you both. Let, let me both jump in real again. quick.
1: again. Yeah, let me jump in real quick. Uh, so at the last one, Nancy, Nancy was the uh, final producer. Nancy, by Sydney, uh, Jason, Danny, Anna, and Simon were all producers for uh, uh, Revelations Radio News Two Thirty One, and so those those were all listed as producers in the last episode. So, producers of the current show that we do, we're doing, which is Revelations Radio News Two Thirty Two, actually only leaves us with uh, just just the two producers, which are pretty much our biggest producers. Yes. <laughs> which is uh, Kyle and Danny. So, Kyle and Danny. Uh, You guys are like executive producers or something like that because uh, you guys continue to uh, support our show in a huge way. So you guys will be the only two producers of the current show that we are uh, doing right now, which is Revelations Radio News 232. If you don't know what we're talking about, if you have no idea how this works, if you've never heard of No Agenda or the value-for-value model, this show includes absolutely zero advertisement. It never has and it never will. We are run uh, by a listener-supported model and so that way we can't be canceled, which is great. So there are a couple ways to donate. You can donate via PayPal, which is on the website. If You go to uh, revelationsradionews.com backslash uh, support. Um, and then you can go there and donate. Every donation over $25 gets a free copy of Andrew's book. Uh, if you're in the continental or in the United States, it's $25. We have kind of gotten to a point where we're pretty confident that it's going to be about $40 if you are international to get a book out to you. We are looking at an average of $15 to $20 extra in shipping internationally. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Okay, so so we're looking at about $40 for international shipping if you want to do those donations that way. Also, you can donate to the P.O. Box. My son has been very sad the last few times that we went because he thinks it's (laughs) awesome to... I lift him up and he takes the key and shoves it in and then turns it. And then he's always excited if there's something in there, you know, even though it has nothing to do with him. I let him, you know, turn the key. <laughs> so anyway, no uh, no donations to the post office box. Uh, we do uh, we do have one of those. So if you want to send it, you can send it to uh, me, Tim Kilkenny, uh, post office box number 802, Linwood, Washington. I think it's 98082. Uh, look, at our, look at our notes in the show. And uh, that is one way to donate. Also, we have a, somebody promising to donate crypto. We have different crypto addresses. We're still learning. We're doing our best in uh, trying to learn about the crypto. Speaking of crypto, do you know that if you uh, take uh, take a uh, meat packing plant or a uh, <laughs> gasoline? Oh yeah, we pipeline about that out. Yeah. Yeah. We you, you you cannot not we cannot not talk about this insanity that's happened with this gasoline pipeline. So the FBI somehow recovered their cryptocurrency that mm-hmm. uh that Most was of it. yeah, seventy five percent of it that was given to the hackers who held uh, the gasoline pipeline for ransom and asked to be paid in Bitcoin. The FBI somehow has recovered so, so it. So
2: Tim, can can you just like thumbnail sketch the official story? Like what are we like mainstream media version? What are Uh we supposed to believe about like this happened, then that happened, then they got the crypto back? So there was a
1: bunch of bad actors and they or a couple of bad actors and they got control of this pipeline. They held it for ransom and got the CEO to send them a bunch of Bitcoin, and then they turned it back on. Now, the FBI has gotten most of that money back. So, hooray for the FBI.
2: Yes, and in, in reality, we know that the ransomware did not disable the pipeline. This is in, I, it's very important. Like, they could have kept pumping gas, no problem at all, it's just they were worried about their ability to charge people the accurate amount for the gas that they were pumping. <laughs> so I guess no one thought like, well, you know, we could just send everyone the same build amount we build them last month and then hash this out. You know, if anyone complains, uh, that would have been that would have been too easy. Or maybe there is another agenda at play. So that's the first very uh you know, suspicious thing. Then this whole Bitcoin recovery thing. Are they, they're not even claiming that they hacked the Bitcoin wallet, right? Or, or decrypted it or You can't like hack a
1: Bitcoin wallet. Like it's, it's blockchain. Like that's, that's the yeah. whole deal. Like you can't
2: hack it. So the, they're not even really explaining how they got access to it, right? Right.
1: And that and that's the crazy part, right? So I'm the the reality is
2: it's theirs.
1: Yeah, I mean that's exactly. I'm supposed to believe that some super advanced, technologically in touch hackers got together and held a government slash private government private partnership for ransom in order to make sure that they were paid huge amounts of money. But they didn't have enough technical wherewithal to store their coins off the internet or to correctly uh, secure their wallet so that it couldn't be accessed by outside sources. That's, that's pretty much what I'm led to believe, like the dumbest hackers of all time. Or, and I may, I'm positing this because this is definitely not the official story, maybe the FBI got the 75% of the Bitcoin back. Because it was always the FBI's seventy five it was always the FBI's Bitcoin in the first place.
2: Yeah, and there Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure of the mechanism. It's just it was clearly something to to push the, you know, global warming narrative. Oh look at these terrible gas pipelines. Uh, and to push the Bitcoin is bad
1: narrative. Yeah, the Bitcoin's bad narrative does play in well, and then of course we had the follow-up, which is now the cyber attack hits JBS Meatworks in Australia and North America, and so the same uh, hackers or a different group of hackers supposedly were holding something, holding ransom, uh, this meatpacking, which it still kind of blows my mind. It's like it, it was never really explained. Like at least with the pipeline, there was like a, a mechanism that like, hey, they can't, they can't, you know. They hacked the pipe. The pipe's closed. like, you, like <laughs> Which you, you wasn't can tell, true. No, and not at all. But you can tell that story and like, get people to believe that through nuance. But here, awesome. like, how do you hack a meat packing plant? Like they just, they hacked the cows? <laughs> yeah, is it,
2: is they got robots doing all the meat packing now? What they, what's yeah. going on?
1: Australian North American units of the world's largest meat networks were hit over the weekend by an organized cyber attack on its information systems. And I think this is all just product placement for them to Prepare us for what our friend in Sweden was talking uh, about, which is a coming, meat. Uh, f- coming food shortage.
2: Oh, uh, which which will be solved by Bill Gates and his giant factory farms and soy meat. Ah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. that could be the next step. I hope. I hope you're wrong yet again. Um, and we got to touch base on this. This just this article just came out yesterday. I heard about it while at work. Uh, by the way, last week, last uh, month, uh, my dealership sold 53 new cars. We currently have 22 oh, on the lot. Wow. So, uh, 2021 C8 Corvette orders are canceled amidst the part shortage. The mid-engine American sports car continues to be fairly rare. On June 3rd, the Chevrolet sent a communication out to its dealer network to explain that the June allocation... For 2021 C8 Corvettes has been canceled. Disappointing, many uh, disappointing news for many. However, the automaker stated that they, uh, however, the automaker stated that any accepted orders, which were, are event code 3,000 and above, will still be made. Chevrolet explains in the letter to dealers, cutting off production for 2021 Stingrays is necessary so it can be done. Begin production of the 2022 model year in the latter part of the third quarter. We already know the Bowling Green assembly plant stopped production for a week last month because of a shortage of components. The automaker mentions that in the letter emphasizing the unplanned stoppage wasn't because of a global semiconductor chip shortage. But whatever caused the, the shutdown in May, the end result will be the significantly lower amount of 2021 Corvette Stingrays than the estimated at the beginning of the year. The same thing happened for the 2020 model. The big question now is, will the 2022 production begin on time, and will there be any product stoppages or scaling back? Uh, The interesting one was the next paragraph. One thing Chevy uh, absolutely refuses to answer is, what parts are in short supply for the C8 Corvette? The fact it will only say that the components are related to the chip shorters doesn't tell dealers or anyone else much. That omission of information is cause for concern. Also omitted is the number of Corvettes removed from the build plan. Chevrolet says it doesn't provide that type of information on any of its vehicles, but we're willing to bet if that number would be, uh, if it did, that number would be shocking to investors as well as customers. Already, GM has taken on one of the, uh, one on the nose of, with the global processing chip shortage. Auto forecast estimate uh, it has cut over 270,000 vehicles from production as of last month. That figure will no doubt grow quite a bit by the end of 2021 with the estimates the chip shortage will last until at least the early part of 2022 the production setbacks aren't likely to stop until at least then but so far GM seems to have prioritized the CA Corvettes for chips so that hasn't affected production in Bowling Green production of the CA Corvettes has been full of problems which has kept the supply low which turns which in turn boosts their collectability however for people who want to experience the mid-engine layout of an American sports car, the production shutdowns and strikes from COVID-19 and its part shortage are nothing short of frustrating. If you weren't able to get a 2021 Stingray, even before, even though you order one, you'll have to work with a dealership to switch it to a 2022. Here's hoping there are no major production problems next year. This thing has no end in sight. I'm trying to tell people. I'm screaming it from the rooftops. There is a big problem in the car business right now with this. Um, the, the Corvette is like kind of the, the, the weirdest one of all of them, Corvette's whole plan or Chevy's whole plan in 2020, late 2019, early 2020 was to release, it was like 3000 of these Corvettes with the mid engine, you know, so basically it's for all intents and purposes, you glance at the new Corvette, it looks like a Lamborghini. You just, you know, it's just pretty cool looking car, but the whole plan was to release a few 1000 get people interested in it and then the you know drive the kind of the prices and the demand up and then the following year they were just going to flood the market 2020 was just going to be the end of 2020 into t- into this year was just going to they were going to make like 30,000 of these cars they just going to be everywhere they're just going to boom because it's Chevy it's not like they you know they just want right. to sell cars they want to sell cars so that was the plan however with covid-19 And then the semi, like, so the COVID-19 happened and they ended up only making an additional 5,000 or something like that. And now this chip shortage thing, they've only made six or $8,000 or 8,000 models of it. So it is continuing to be a ridiculously priced uh, car. We had in our possession one that uh, the MSRP on this car was, I believe, 72,000 when it was new. It now has 2,000 miles on it and it, it is on sale now for the low price <laughs> of $99,000. <000. laughs>
2: wow. And an this appreciating is not car, an appreciating used car.
1: This is not uncommon wow. at this point. Cars are appreciating. Wow. Uh, some models of Land Rover Defenders are people the dealerships are giving trade-in values higher than the MSRP they paid. Wow. And it continues. So, I've heard of uh, minivans being sold uh, just like your uh, your minivan that you got there. Mm-hmm. If you bought, bought that brand new, nowadays, looking at about six grand over MSRP. Wow. Because they're, the people who want minivans want minivans, and there are just not that many of them. And yeah. there's none being made because a lot of these uh, uh, models are being cut because it's not where they can make the most money. I had a. Uh, friend or contact uh, from my work that had ordered you know 20 or 30 f-150s uh, you know all in white for you know right around the 30 to forty thousand dollar mark you know they're basically just regular trucks to be used for his business um you know they're just going to be trucks that you know his his employees use and took out and, and drove around and, and did their stuff uh, in in his business uh ford contacted him in february because that's when his uh trucks were supposed to be available and they said no 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 longer in February. You'll get them in June. So they oh said, wow! So he said, "Okay, so that was no, it was that was this last February." He said, so "I'll get them in June." So he said, yeah. "Okay, cool. Let's let's. Hopefully, it'll be good." So last week of May, so a week and a half ago, they contacted him, and they said, "2022." Wow! So and a full says, year. He said, "2022. It's that's impossible. It's a little over a year from when I ordered it. Why?" They said, "Well, what they're going to do is with this chip shortage situation, because there is a shortage, they do have some available, but they're going to make the ones that pay the, you know, the high that bring the most money. They're going to make those cars first. Um, and so, what that doesn't include is like your base F one fifty with cloth interior that's going to be used for as a work truck. Those won't be made till sometime
2: next year. So, you know, there, it's this might sound like a conspiracy theory. Okay." but they made vehicles before computer chips
1: yeah it's so tied in now people it's what people want it's yeah and it's it's crazy though man it's not that simple uh, the, the where these chips are like if you have right. a
2: power it, seat it's in not your, that, it's it, not that simple but it is designed to not be that simple I if they wanted it to be that simple they I, I could design it to be simple i
1: mean i think maybe some you know spell caster at the top could have planned this but i mean I, I don't know i feel i feel like it's too like your power seats they have you know it uses microchips like there there are semiconductor chips like just in power seats like every piece <laughs> of electronic has that yeah so i know you could put out a car that had none of that stuff but i mean at this in this day and age it's it's just not going to sell i mean i, I don't know I don't know. Oh, it, just it would
2: sell. S- it would sell like hotcakes. You think so? Absolutely. If a you, manual if seat, you car. could you could advertise it as a chipless car and it would sell like I don't think you can make like a chipless hotcakes.
1: car, bro. I don't think you can do it. I think there's 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 gotta be chips in the in the in your in your infotainment system, your stereo, the, do, the not the dials. Anytime you got electronics, there's chips in there. The semiconductors. I don't think yeah. you can never have it.
3: Well,
2: <laughs> they did exist. It's not like I'm it's not like I'm talking about an alien <laughs> spacecraft.
1: All right, so okay, we're going to go back, ladies and gentlemen, to carbureted engines. Yeah. Carbureted engines on cars that hey, have here, no nope.
2: Here's an idea. Okay. A car that runs on gasoline, <laughs> you know, and no computer chips. <laughs> I
1: love it. I love it. I personally would love to have this car. The, uh, I'm telling you right now, Andrew, though, because of this, speaking of appreciating cars, have you looked at any cars that were popular like and affordable for us when we were in high school nowadays? Those cars are so expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want an old Chevy Nova or something? Oh, my goodness. The amount of money they're bringing now. Even just like regular cars from the 80s and 90s are just bringing a ton of money at auction if if it's in good condition yeah. who knew my a camaro irock z could be a, a collector's item it could be a it could be an investment yeah i mean people are literally talking about like jokingly but talking about like buying a car as an investment at this point
2: i i would recommend that the chipless car as an investment there you go it'll work even after the emp all
1: right, you continue to talk about this uh, spreadable vaccine, which always curls my toes. I'll give you my f- my favorite uh, oh-no moment for the future as we end the show. Yeah. Yellen admits that inflation is about to surge and says it's a plus for society.
2: Oh, yeah, it's great.
1: <laughs> Last week, Biden released $6 trillion budget. We asked if it was a joke that the Biden budget saw two, just 2.1% inflation in 2021 and 2022. Fast forward to this weekend when Fed Chair Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen addressed our rhetorical concern. And following the G7 uh, Finmin meeting in London, where the most advanced nations agreed to impose a 15 percent minimum corporate tax rate, said that contrary to the Biden budget, inflation could climb as high as three percent this year in what the WAPO has said is the first time in the Biden administration projected what inflation could be through 2021 which by the way is dead wrong since Biden's budget just last week predicted it was only 2.1% cpi in 2021 what's the path so this is from zero hedge hence the tone what the pathologically misleading Bezos post meant to say is that this was the first time the Biden administration actually told the truth about how high the inflation inflation rate will rise and the only reason they did it was in a time when home prices and pretty much all other prices are soaring at the fastest pace in U.S. history, adhering to the laughable 2.1% CPI forecast would crush the credibility of everyone in this progressive administration. As though they have any <laughs> credibility in the first place. That's my own uh, editorial. Um, yeah, I hope inflation doesn't come, but it's feeling weird. What do oh, we do? It's,
2: the inflation is here. I mean... And, that, and, that, and I was thinking about
1: that a little bit. Let's hash this out. Is inflation actually here? Or is this a global supply chain breakdown and it, things are actually that hard to get that the prices are rising because they're that hard to get?
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's there's inflation in a lot of categories, including categories where there's no shortage. So
1: That's true. That's true. Um, home prices continue to soar as we've talked about. Um, and that's just another another thing. Uh, one thing I'll end it with I have to i had to I don't know did I speak about this? I don't know if they guys spoke about this on the show, but uh, Biden steps back his loan for loan student loan debt forgiveness. Did we talk about this on the show? I don't think we did. Remember uh, 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 like candidate he, he, Biden
2: he walks walks it back?
1: Yeah. Okay. Can, candidate biden steps back uh, on student loan debt forgiveness leading to major criticism joe <laughs> biden is facing some pushback following reports that his new budget won't include the student loan debt forgiveness he built part of his campaign on the presidency for <laughs> pledges Shaker. biden made during his campaign which including health care reforms raising the estate tax for significant amounts of student debt are all expected to be uh left out of his upcoming budget plan the Washington Post reported last Friday. The news comes one day after an interview with Biden by New York Times opinion writer David Brooks was published where he seemed to be at further odds with the progressive wing of his party when it came to the idea of student loan debt forgiveness. In the interview, Biden admitted he didn't agree with the more progressive plan where people like Senators Elizabeth Warren and Chuck Schumer have urged him to forgive up to $50,000 in debt from all borrowers, saying that he didn't think the public should pay for those who willingly pursued more expensive educations. The idea that you go to Penn and you're paying a total of $70,000 a year and the public should pay for that? I don't agree, he said. Biden had previously stated he, he would look up to see if he had the authority to cancel up to $10,000 for borrowers as well as cancel student loan debt for uh, public colleges and historically black colleges and universities. According to, <laughs> Experian, according to Experian, the average student loan debt for individual borrowers increased from 35620 in 2019 to 38792 in 2020. The news was met with swift backlash and criticism online, with hashtag cancel student loan debt trending on social media on Saturday as many continued urging Biden to live up to his promise of expressing anger over his uh, and expressing anger over his not fulfilling his promise. The president has not explicitly stated he won't go through with this promise at all, although it appears to be an issue that will remain tabled at least for the time being.
2: Oh yeah I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't be bringing it up if uh, <laughs> if he was planning on doing it. Currently, I, federal reserve I just reserve want loans, people to get mad at me, even though I'm going to do what they want. Yeah, makes perfect
1: sense. Currently, federal reserve loans are still in administration forbearance for borrowers due to COVID-19 pandemic. Up until September, it is unclear if student loan debt will be addressed at a later date due to the current status of these loans. There you
2: uh-huh. go, everybody who voted so for was, uh, this guy. He'll get vote for Biden. He'll get rid of your student loan debt. And then it was, oh, thanks for electing Biden. He'll get rid of 10 grand of your student loan debt. And now it's, uh, you'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> you'll get nothing and like it. It's just uh, shocking that someone who made his entire career uh, bending over backwards for the credit card companies would screw over young consumers on, on a debt issue. That's, that's a shocker.
1: Things that we didn't talk about on this show that will be in the show notes. Hospital workers uh, walk out over mandatory COVID-19 uh, vaccination. That was from you. That sounds like a good story. Vaccination shows no benefit to those who already have COVID. Read no duh. heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Chinese government scientists filed COVID vaccine patent before pandemic. Shocking. Oh, yeah. And,
2: and the guy who filed the patent? Dead three weeks later. Oh, cool. This is something that we, I don't think we were aware of in 2020 as it was happening. But.
1: Right. Increased behavior and decreased affiliation behavior in adult male monkeys after long-term consumptions of diet-rich in soy protein and isoflavones. Andrew continues his crusade against the soy. Yep. Pastor Rick Wiles apparently has COVID after refusing vaccines that he called a global genocide which was all posted everywhere, like, ha-ha, this guy said that vaccines are global suicide or global genocide, and now he has COVID, which it's kind of a false well, equivalency because uh, it doesn't actually mean anything.
2: No, that, <laughs> Tim, that is a changed headline. Because the original headline and the reason I put it in there mm-hmm. was they said after he calls COVID-19 a hoax, which he never did. He called Ah. it the, you know, he called it the China virus and called it a bioweapon and said the vaccines were bad news and a bioweapon basically said what we say.
1: He says, I'm not going to be vaccinated. I'm going to be one of the survivors and going to survive the global genocide.
2: And they said, oh, he said COVID was a hoax and he got COVID. (laughs) Ha ha. It's funny. And he never did. Lots of these people, you know, I mean, there are a few people saying the whole thing's a hoax and. There's certainly elements of a media hoax, but, um, you know, he I just thought it was unfair to uh, celebrate someone's serious illness uh, over something he never actually said. So right. And Rick Wiles, if any, is doing better. He said he beat the China virus. He's God healed them. He's feeling good. Awesome. So good for him.
1: This story was everywhere. Tickets cost eighteen dollars if you're vaccinated, a thousand if you're not. So that I think was just a uh, a stunt, publicity stunt by some band in Florida. Uh, Amazon sidewalks. I, the only person I heard talk about this was James Corbett. Again, we Andrew and I talked before the show started about most of this. The stories in this folder end up getting talked about by No Agenda us or James Corbett, one or the other. It's funny. Almost every single one. But, of course, Amazon Sidewalk is going to bring to life all of your Amazon uh, devices, including the Ring cameras and everything else, so that you can share your Wi-Fi with people walking by your house and people that are nearby, so that people can always have Internet all the time. And it's going to use your devices that you bought to make sure to broadcast that. They're calling it Amazon Sidewalk. Connected convenience just beyond your front door. The benefits of Amazon Sidewalk, it creates a low-bandwidth network that will help Sidewalk bridge bridge devices, including select Echo and Ring devices. These bridge devices share a small portion of your Internet bandwidth, which is pooled together to provide these services to you and your neighbors. When you want to participate, the network becomes even stronger. So there you go. Amazon is now turning your devices that you purchased from them into uh, devices that your neighbors can now use.
2: That's interesting. Uh, so, are they? I wonder how they set it up. If they, they must set it up as a separate, separate local network.
1: That would be your, your. Uh, you want to talk about car shortages? I know about that. You want to talk about networks? That's you. Uh, Walton Walton Family Trust sold more than seven hundred fifty dollars worth of Walmart stock in uh, May, which I thought was noteworthy. <laughs> don't know what's going on there. Maybe they know something we don't, and. I think uh, the rest of these will end up in the folder. Explosive study claims Chinese scientists created COVID. That's a little old. Doctors uh, are warning that ethics no longer exists. Uh, Xi Jinping laid out a con- oh a plan to control the global internet from the Epoch Times. Culture of fear from the firm that manages the Gates for Fortune. We didn't have we didn't talk about that, but we'll throw that. Yeah, that, the show
2: that was a, that guy was a sleaze bag and a half, man.
1: Wasn't he? Biden steps back student loan forgiveness, which we talked about. Uh, Big Pharma PR firm also sued for its alleged role in the opioid epidemic. Get this. They knew it was leading to opioid abuse, and they kept going. Yeah. Um, And Roundup weed killer contains hidden ingredients that are somehow lethal to bees. I think, did you put this story in here? Or maybe I did. But uh, glyphosate, even when it's out of Roundup, apparently... Doesn't it still kills bees. So there's something else in Roundup that is killing the bees, which I thought was of note at least.
2: Yeah. Yeah. These are important.
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh polio, what you learned about the polio study that was wrong, that will also be in the show notes. Uh it's a Twitter thread. And then the very last one, I don't think we spoke about this on the show, but I wanted to actually talk about this just real quick, and this will be the last thing we'll talk about and we'll get out of here. I got my first vaccination today. I'm incredibly proud of Oracle and the team that tested, that worked tirelessly to create a run V-safe for the USA. This is a tweet from Joel Kalman, March 26th, where uh, Joel is one of the VPs at Oracle, uh, the software company out of uh, San Francisco. Um, He's incredibly proud of Oracle and the
2: team. Until they moved to Austin.
1: Oh, they did? Oh, Yeah, they're going to. Yeah. My apologies. Uh, Got my first vaccination day. I'm incredibly proud of Oracle and the team that worked tirelessly to produce the V-Safe for the USA. What is V-Safe? V-Safe, get vaccinated, get your smartphone, get started with V-Safe. V-Safe is a smartphone-based tool that uses text messaging and web surveys to provide personalized health check-ins after you receive your COVID-19 vaccination. Through V-Safe, you can quickly tell the CDC if you've had any side effects, uh, after getting the COVID nineteen vaccine, depending on your answers, someone from the CDC may call to check on you. As VSafe will remind you to get your second COVID nineteen vaccine dose when you need it. Your participation in the CDC's V Safe makes a difference. It helps COVID nineteen uh, it helps keep COVID nineteen vaccines safe. Do you know the punchline of this story, Andrew?
2: Yeah, he died.
1: That's right. He died. That's it. That's the story. Another
2: coincidence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. March 26th, he got his first vaccine. Uh, I'm not sure when he got his second, but he died. uh, I think it was the last week of May. Yeah. Yep. May 30th, I think it is. So this guy was uh, helping to create the V Safe to make sure you can, you know, report your side effects and that you can prove that you've been vaccinated. And uh, he died from the vaccine. Uh, Well, actually, no, we don't know that. Could have been something else.
2: Nobody knows, and almost certainly he is not one of the reports. Yeah, of the you know the five thousand reported dead.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's just I mean I'm actually surprised this Twitter profile is still up because he was how old was Joel? Because it's it's just bizarre because he's like all for this the vaccine and he's all for this you know, software that he made and, it, and it's like yeah. yeah 50 54 years old 54 years old uh yeah dead two months after his first shot started his career at oracle in 1996 which
2: likely means you know maybe a week or two weeks after a second shot if he got it six weeks later yep you know.
1: Unbelievable. Uh, so, for those of you who tuned into the show for uplifting things, we don't have anything like that today. Did you yeah. have anything uplifting? Give me some words of wisdom. Give me something uplifting. I know you're not feeling good. You're a little <laughs> under the weather. What's what is happening? It's sunny in the northwest. God's still, Jesus is still on the throne. God's still in charge.
2: All those things. All those things are true. And uh, in Idaho, they only have a thirty-three percent adult vaccination rate. <laughs> So if, if you live in Idaho, I want to hear about it. I'm interested.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I second that. If you live in Idaho or if I have a listener from Oklahoma, the great state of Oklahoma, and you have listened to this show all this time and not told me about yourself, I I I want you to tell me about yourself immediately. So please email, go to the go to the, the to the uh, revelationsradio.news.com, click on the contact tab and and shoot us an email. If you want to support us, let us know. Boots on the ground, what's going on, where you're from. We know what's going on in New Zealand and Western Australia and Sweden. Thanks to our listeners. Let's hear some more. I know we have listeners in, believe it or not, Andrew, a couple listeners in Norway and Sweden. Kind of random, but uh, more than more than one, in, one or two out there. So uh, thank you, everybody, for emailing in, letting us know what's going on, boots on the ground. And a boots on the ground report for me right now, life in Seattle is pretty much getting back to normal. Uh, Costco continues to be a hilarious like do I not wear a mask and let everybody know that I've been vaccinated or do I just not wear a mask because I don't believe in it, Does It doesn't matter if I've been vaccinated and I think other people are like do I not wear a mask even though I've been vaccinated? And I, don't, I don't I might look like a Republican. And that's pretty much that's pretty much the whole thing that's going on here in Seattle. The weather has changed, it's a little bit nicer out. The kids are out. Things are uh, moving along into spring. I'm hoping that uh, we have a good spring around here. in uh, Or excuse me, on in the summer. We have a good summer yeah. around here. And uh, hoping that uh, my buddy gets better. Hoping that I can sleep through the night. And yes. uh, anyway, we appreciate our, our producers of this show. Both uh, Mr. Danny and uh, the other producer whose hey name Kyle. escapes me at the moment. Yes, thank you, Kyle. Thank you guys so much for your support of our show. If you want to produce this show, if you want to be included in this show, if you want to give us value for value, please go to revelationsradionews.com backslash support. And there you can actually uh, kind of, you know, send us even if it's just information or, you know, if it's Bitcoin or, or, uh, what are we XRP or if you have some form of of cryptocurrency? I'm not very good with all these hash. What are they called? The QR codes? I only have two or three of them up there. I probably should have got Doge after you played Dog Money. I probably should have put <laughs> Doge up there. So my my apologies. As a matter of fact, let's check. Is Doge up there? Let's check in a moment. Do, do, do. You can send Bitcoin. You can send an XRP and you can send Litecoin. Apparently, I've skipped right over uh, Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no dog money yet. So anyway, if there's, uh, if there's a form of cryptocurrency you want to send, send us an email, and I'll make sure to get the wallet up there so we can figure it, all that stuff out. Thank you guys for tuning in yet again. And without further ado, Andrew Hoffman, some words of wisdom for us. You just had me do that.
2: What you was said, it? I wanted to move to Idaho. That's, I mean, come and on. 33% vaccination rate. I don't, I don't believe in 33%. You're- <laughs> well i i hope that that means you know it's about half of that i, I believe think they're, the governor is i think, is, they're, du- I I think the, they're doubling the vaccination rates i believe so, the
1: governor is a freemason so <laughs> he said 33 percent vaccination
2: oh uh, well he he didn't say
1: it <laughs> 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 all right well uh get out there love your families love those around you and uh Remember, God's on the throne and just try to move, move through this pandemic. Uh, be wise as serpent, serpents and harmless
2: as doves. Dodge the prions.
1: <laughs> That's going to be the show
2: title right there. <laughs> <laughs> A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit Revelations Radio and click on the contact tab or support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at Revelations Radio and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you
0: see? It's the ultimate David and Goliath story, underemployed and unemployed, sitting at home in their pajamas, using the power of the Internet and new trading platforms like Robinhood to destroy the kings of American finance. Steve
1: Weiss, you've seen a lot of markets. You've seen a lot of crazy things within crazy markets. I'm wondering how you're viewing this and what do you think investors should be thinking about as they watch it with us?
3: Well, I'm thinking that this GameStop situation is the craziest I think I've ever seen. You know, a normal person would say, how can you have 136% short interest? How can you be short 40% more shares than actually exist in the world? To a normal person, that doesn't make any sense. But to a Wall Street mathematician, that's the game that has been played for years. And that game came undone.
1: One of the most remarkable, illegal, shocking robberies in the history, in plain sight, in plain sight, no closed
0: door meetings, nothing behind, just right in your face, putting a gun in your mouth and saying, give us all your money. You were talking about buying it and being happy uh, when it hit cross 20. So are you buying that stock today?
1: Well, let me just say that investing can be risky. And my particular approach to investing is rather aggressive and may not be suitable for anyone else. But for me personally, yes. (laughs) So yes or no, are you buying the stock? And For me I-
2: personally, yes, I do find
1: it's an attractive investment oh my- at this price point. These hedge funds are pulling their hair out because there's no panic selling. These people, you know, they may have bought at $4, sat through $400, went back to 40 went to 350 back down to 110 and they have not sold. All they've done is bought more. And there's no answer for that. There's no, you know, it it is like art of war mastery by a bunch of idiots who should know better. What happens, we go out and we get long and we get loud because everybody wants that price to go up because that gives them an outlet to sell it. And I just don't see any difference between that and what Wall Street Bets is
2: doing. How do you know that GameStop executives aren't going to take advantage of this situation and build a brand and make a pivot just like Netflix did when they were shipping out CDs in the mail? You don't because
1: know. They've shown you no have evidence no idea. They even why? E- they haven't even raised any capital on it. If they were going to be doing that, why wouldn't they be raising capital now to try to do that? Company raised $551 million in a new stock offering. It sold 3.5 million shares. So it's going to use the proceeds to accelerate what it's calling its shift to e-commerce. GameStop adds
0: an Amazon executive to the team. Elliot Wilkie, don't know the person. Chief Growth Officer, but the people they are adding, if they're going to if you want a dream team this team is a dream team if you're an issuer and you get more votes in than you have shares outstanding you should not accept those election results you need to stop it seems straightforward and get this thing straightened out this This will help to reveal evidence if there is naked shorting, if there are failed to deliver, whatever's going on.
1: It'd be really helpful to understand as investors what you think you need and wish, and you're making your investment decision, your proxy votes
0: and the like.